and welcome back to another edition of a yeah guys podcast i'm your host Ram, and i'm joined with tony parker and josh uh we're getting towards the end here for the nfl season but uh, before we hit that we'll go into the college football realm tony uh, any news you have for college football yeah i got a couple um, of headlines this week uh kind of starting out a little rough here uh georgia wide receiver radarius thomas was arrested this past monday on a felony charge um so that's unfortunate in Athens. Um, kind of interesting. We talked about this earlier in the season. Um, Michigan, Michigan State, uh, earlier this year, they had a team brawl in the um, tunnel. Uh, Michigan announced that they're going to re- be removing 45 seats from Michigan Stadium to widen the tunnel. Um, there's been a lot of speculation about that. And uh, so that's their plan for that moving forward. Um, some interesting news in the transfer, uh, situation, uh, Trahan, Jeff coat from, uh, Missouri will be transferring to Arkansas. Um, so Arkansas gets a solid defensive lineman out front. Um, there's been a little bit of interesting news with this, but after, um, a couple of negotiation fails, uh, Ed Reed, former, former Miami, uh, hurricane player, uh, will not be coaching Bethune Cookman college. There was reports that he was going to be, and then um, unfortunately something happened with that, so he will not be doing that. Um, and then uh, not very in the uh, favor of Josh's uh, side of fandom, but um, offensive the top offensive tackle in the 2024 class, Cam Pringle, will be uh, has decided to stay with uh, the. Um, he's going to stay home in the South Carolina. Uh, Gamecocks, so he selected the Gamecocks to represent. And then also, uh, big news for Georgia, their uh, starting center, Cedric Van Praan, is returning for a another season. So he'll be, uh, he said, one more year in Athens. So uh, Georgia keeps their offensive line. And then also one more quick, uh, Deion Sanders, another big thing uh, for him in Colorado. He uh, gets the top cornerback, Cormani McLean to flip his commitment from Miami, which is who he originally was going to sign with, to Colorado. So Colorado gets another top uh, recruit um, for their uh, for their upcoming years to come. So uh, that's really all the news I got. But yeah, yeah, kind of a hello period. But uh, thank you, Tony. That was some uh, good stuff there. We'll we'll hop into the NFL side where um, we had the divisional round play out uh, play out in the NFL. Um, a lot of teams going home disappointed. We'll start with um, the Saturday, I believe it was a noon game. Uh, the Chiefs taking down the Jaguars 27-20. to 20. Um, We can get our thoughts on that uh, right after this. But um, later that day, we had the Eagles taking down the Giants. And I'm very familiar with this score, 38-7. to 7. Um, Giants go down, um, very unhappy, I bet. <laughs> and also with the Jaguars as well, getting their season uh, ended uh, on Saturday there. Uh, and then moving on to Sunday, a bit of an upset, according to... Uh, what the prediction was. I Just looking back on it, I think the line was, let's see, I think the Bills were favorited. Uh, yeah, they were favorited by five points, and then the Bengals came out in dominant, uh, dominant fashion um, on the road in the snow in uh, crazy football conditions uh, with a 27-10 to victory. So that's a major upset. Um, and then the 49ers fending off the Cowboys uh, at home 19-12. to Parker, we'll start with you with any uh, final thoughts uh, on these games. Uh, I can let you take that away. Yeah, um, I would just like to start. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be talking about the Bengals here. Um, 
I don't think that anyone gives them AFC. I think in the last two seasons against the so-called best teams, uh, the Chiefs and four and then oh, uh, so I don't know about uh, you guys, but uh, four and oh. Uh, they're they're pretty much undefeated against those good teams. I made it to the Super Bowl and now back to the AFC Championship game, um, and you know pretty much dominant fashion against the Bills, who have a pretty good offense. Uh, totally just quiet them down. And Jamar Chase, uh, he he almost had a, a a great catch in the back of the end zone. He already had a, a touchdown. This man just performs in like just about every game that he plays in. So he's he's definitely so fun to watch. So um, I'm happy for the Bengals. And now what about you, Josh? Yeah, um, again, I think that that Bills-Bengals game was probably one that stood out to me, obviously, as a Dolphins fan, you know. Um, and so I just thought it was interesting that the Bengals were missing three, at least two starting offensive linemen uh, and when I cut the game on, it it looked like if I didn't know, I would have thought it was the Bills that were missing uh, linemen, not the Bengals. So um, I don't know if that's more of a testament to Joey Burrow's pocket awareness or or the Bengals' defensive line. I don't know. I, I do think the snow and the conditions did have something to do with it. But uh, then again, you would think being the whole team would have had more of an advantage in those conditions to an extent, I guess. Um, so overall, I don't know. I, I mean, I thought that was a fun game for me to watch. Like I said, the Dolphins fan. But then I think in the uh, the 49ers game, we finally saw uh, Brock Purdy and that, that offense struggle a little bit more. I mean, they still put up 19, but, you know, that feels like pretty low compared to what they've been doing. Uh and so it felt like the Cowboys defense kind of was able to, you know, uh, do what they needed to do to keep them in it. Uh, but uh, at this point, I think Dak Prescott is who he is. Um, saw a stat. I, I didn't fact check it, but I saw a stat that, like, he has an interception in every game this year or something like that. Uh, and and I, I don't know if that's because of injury or, or what, but, but like I said, at this point, I kind of think, with Dak, you know what you got. And so I think it'll be interesting to see uh, what the Cowboys decide to do with him moving into this offseason. Definitely. Uh, yeah, and all that are you. Sure. Um, I guess just to add on, I guess since we're all in the, the Bengals love, um, in the 55 years uh, before the Bengals drafted Joe Burrow, I saw this stat, uh, they had five uh postseason wins as a franchise and in the three years that they've had them they have five so uh definitely the burrow effect is in is uh is real and he's uh, a big reason for that um i'll talk a little bit about the jaguars chiefs game um jaguars i thought they played all right um we finally got to see them you know play level and not have to to a certain degree that the, the chiefs did kind of have have like a, a solid lead on them at, at most times, but I thought, uh, you know, the Jaguars were able to keep with them and they didn't really have to come back from a huge deficit. Um, obviously the Patrick Mahomes injury will be interesting moving forward. We'll see how, I mean, I'm, I'd bet my life savings that he starts on Sunday, but it'll be interesting to see, uh, how much it heals or 
how much it affects him in this upcoming game. We saw what happens when you take away his mobility. Um, we saw Chad Henney go in there and drive down 98 yards and get a touchdown. That was pretty surreal to see, not going to lie. Um, I thought Jacksonville and uh, Trevor Lawrence and that offense, they struggled a little bit, but I, I feel like the defense really did give them a lot of chances to kind of like get back in it, um, you know, before the, the late field goal to make it, you know, at least kind of a Hail Mary shot at an onside kick. But, um, man, the Chiefs just find a way. Travis Kelsey again, proving why he's the best tight end in the NFL. Um, and they're going to their, uh, I think, fifth straight AFC title game. So that's that's pretty incredible. But how about you, Rami? You got any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Tony, you talked about it. Travis Kelsey, 14 catches, 98 yards, and two touchdowns. There's kind of a trend going on with the teams remaining uh, in the playoffs. They have a ton of depth. They have great quarterback play. Uh, they can protect the the passer. And um, going into the game, I think uh, the the Bengals are missing their their left tackle because of an injury. And um, I thought the the person that played that bought. Um, I was just listening to um, something about that and how he really stepped in. Um, and protected Joe Burrow's blindside, and it's tough. It's tough to do that on, on the road, but uh, the Bengals just found a way to um, scheme up a good offensive line uh, protection scheme, I guess, against a really good Buffalo Bills pass rush that, I mean, looking back on it now, that Von Miller injury just played a huge factor in this because mm -hmm. I think a guy like him would have played a huge difference, would have made a big difference in a game like this. But, um, yeah, the Bills are looking for answers. The Bengals continue to impress us. Uh, game after game, and then uh, the 49ers and Eagles, I just straight up playing good football on both <laughs> sides of the, the ball. Great offense performance. Uh, the Niners playing great defense at home uh, when they need to, which brought up a, a bunch of questions for Dak Prescott. Yeah, the Niners, Eagles, uh, Bengals, and the Chiefs all advance. Um, and Parker, before we get into schedule, I'll let you take it away with any uh, news you may have. Gotcha. Uh, um, I know we've seen uh, Diggs react at the end of that game. Um, uh, the the GM seems to be fine with that. So uh, I know we talked about uh, trading, and it doesn't sound like uh, that trade is going to happen uh, as of right now. Uh, Rogers, he's opening to restructuring his deal, still deciding on on his future. So uh, like we talked about last week, pretty much uh, the same thing. Uh, Tom Brady also made a similar comment, something like. Um, <laughs> if I can, I mean, <laughs> I probably could repeat the same word, but you can rephrase it. <laughs> if I knew I would have done it already. Thank exactly. you. That's the PG version. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. Pretty much. Pretty much that. Uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, New England Patriots are bringing back me and Rom's favorite head coach, Bill O'Brien, as the offensive coordinator um, in uh, New England. So uh, we'll hope to see that that offense, um, you know, I actually don't think he's a bad offensive coordinator. I just don't think he's a good head coach. Uh, so I don't know. I guess that tale will, uh, be told this season, but, um, we've got another player, um, getting arrested. I mean, uh, Aminu arrested after domestic violence allegation on the 49ers. So, uh, he will, I'm guessing be out indefinitely, um, from that unless somehow he, Comes back to play. Uh, Zeke Elliott, he's open to to a pay cut to remain with the Cowboys. Um, I know that's going to be a big uh, talking point this offseason. Uh, do they, you know, 
maybe trade or cut Zeke and, uh, you know, retain Tony Pollard to, you know, be their starting running back, which I think would be the right choice. And if Zeke takes a pay cut to stay with the Cowboys, then um, that's probably even better for them because he's he's a good, you know, you need a few yards guy or, you know, pass protection. Well, maybe not pass protection. But... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, stuff like uh we'll we'll see if she comes back um no stock here but christian mccaffrey's day-to-day with a calf injury uh, but he's expected to play against the eagles so another injury um for uh christian mccaffrey uh josh allen did say that he he was dealing with that um elbow injury pretty much all season long uh, which could have affected some of the play. I know we thought, just looking back at the season, it's almost like he like just dudded. Um, he just dudded out ever since. I think he got hurt in the Dolphins game, right, Josh? I don't remember if it was the Dolphins game or not. He got like strips. Out. It was the Jets. It was the Jets. Jets game. The Jets game. Yeah. And uh, you know, ever since then, she just kind of uh, hasn't looked right, almost uh, like that passing attack hasn't been uh, the same so uh, you said he's not going to need surgery um and tony like you said you'd bet your life savings good thing you don't have to because uh mahomes he's uh reed said he's going to play versus Bengals despite the injury which is um you know pretty much a a you know must in this situation you know barring you know any structural damage i mean that's even crazy that he's going to play but uh, you know, we've seen um, T.O. playing a broken leg, I believe, in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, something like that. So that's crazy. And the New York Giants are hoping to re-sign Jones and Barkley. Uh, I know we talked about that um, in the last uh, episode as well. Um, and the Cowboys, they have a lot of talking to do with uh, Prescott, whether they keep him or... Um, uh, or not, but he says it starts with me, and it seems like it's been starting with him the past couple of years. So um, I don't know, you guys. It's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy a, a crazy off season again, just like it was last uh, with the quarterback changing around. We've got a lot of a lot of movement um, incoming. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've got. I'm just looking forward to the off season where we can just have this pod just. Breaking down all these free agent signings and all this <laughs> stuff like that. So. Yeah, Parker. But before we get there, we, I do want to do one more segment. And this is probably going to be the last time we'll talk about this season, all right? And our and our team <laughs> We're going to be the spokesman of our of our city. Parker, we'll start with you, Mr. Chicago uh, spokesman. Um, you predicted. Can, can someone... Someone else start. I just talked for like twenty five minutes. Okay, all right, all right. We'll start. We'll start with Josh. Josh, before you go, predicted the Finns to go ten and seven, and they went nine and eight. That prediction wasn't that far off. But uh, tell me the story about the two thousand and twenty two Miami Dolphins. All right, yeah. Well, uh, I'll do kind of like the format. You Texas had good and bad. Um, I think obviously the the biggest thing. What the team this year on the downside was uh, injuries. Uh, I think we lost uh, at least three, maybe four or five. I don't know. It's, uh, like 
of our corners at one point. I think Xavier Howard was the only week one starter in our secondary that was still starting like after week 14, 15 maybe. Uh, and then on the other side of the ball, obviously we had uh, the Tua uh, injury issues. Um, and I, I mean, honestly, I feel like if he never goes down, then who knows? You know, I feel like we could be looking at a lot more than the 10 wins I had projected. Um, and so, uh, that's kind of unfortunate. Uh, while I'm on the negatives, uh, I guess I'll just roll through those cause I've got a, a good bit. Um, our defense in general, uh, was, was pretty rough. Uh, I think we were 18th in yards per game, uh, 27th in pass yards per game, 25th in third down conversion percentage, and then 24th in opposing points per game. So, um, what was wild was I know we had the injuries, uh, but we, we pretty much ran the same scheme as last year. Uh, Josh Boyer really didn't make very many adjustments, uh, probably why he lost the job. Um, but we, we kind of felt it, it felt like we were kind of this one trick pony and, uh, they teams figured that out uh, and it just wasn't working for us. And again, like I said, no adjustments, uh, even after we lost so many, uh, starters on defense. Um, and so, uh, I think, a, a, I think a change was needed for the DC position. Um, and the defense really, they were, they weren't really great last year either before McDaniel was here. Uh, they, they just got a lot of turnovers, which saved them a, a pretty good bit last year. And without that same, uh, turnover ratio, uh, the, it, it kind of showed the defense, uh, and exploited them as, as being bad like they were last year but the turnovers kind of made up for it last year um the special teams i don't really know like it's hard to give surefire rankings on our special teams but i do think we were towards the bottom of the league in that as well and then the only other bad thing i've got is uh mike mcdaniel rookie head coach i guess it's kind of to be expected but uh issues with getting the play call in on time uh, and penalties in general, really. Um, I think we were top 10 most penalized in the league. Uh, and we saw it in the Bills game. Uh, you know, in those in those close games, uh, the penalties can kind of add up and get to you. And then the fourth down play call where he couldn't even get it in on time. And then a fourth and one became a fourth and six. That, in a way, I guess, cost us our season. Um, but on the flip side, on the good, uh, Tyreek Hill. <laughs> uh I mean, he was, you know, he was worth every penny, in my opinion. Um, our our offense in general was pretty good. Our our rushing defense was actually good, surprisingly. But uh, offense in general was pretty solid. I don't think they were great on third downs, but they were actually uh, 10th in the league at fourth down conversion. So they were decent on fourth downs, actually. And then they were, act uh, they were also 6th in yards and 11th in points per game. And I do think that that's accounting for what turned out to be Tua missing, I think, like five games. Um, and so, uh, again, I think injuries, we haven't really had injury. 
we haven't really caught the injury bug like this since probably 2017 or so. Um, and unfortunately, it's kind of starting to look like Tua is a little injury prone. I mean, you, I, if you're going to roll with Tua, you kind of have to have one of the better backups in the league. Uh, I just don't think you can consistently rely on uh, you know, your starting quarterback missing a third of the season. Uh, which it's unfortunate because we've seen how good it looks when, he, uh, when he's in, and that's why I still think he is the guy, can be the guy. But, you know, like they say, best avail- uh, best ability is availability, uh, and that's kind of the one thing that he's struggled with so far. But, uh, I mean, I think had we not won that week 18 or week 17 game against the Jets to make it in the playoffs. And had we missed the playoffs after starting eight and three, it it would be a very different vibe. But I think the fact that uh they managed to still make the playoffs and you know keep it close with the Bills in Buffalo, uh win or not win, but compete in a playoff game, uh, make the playoffs even, uh in, in his first year, I feel like overall I'd still consider it a, a pretty solid year for the Dolphins. Great, great. Um, Tony, we'll we'll go to you. Uh, I have your prediction here. I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, you predicted the Buccaneers to go eleven and six, and they they won the division, but they went eight and nine. Uh, what right. went wrong, Tony? Well, uh, points per game uh, definitely wasn't helpful for us. Uh, Tampa Bay had an eighteen point four points per game, sub twenty. Points per game is not going to win you a lot. Um, also, I believe the team offensively had about 76 yards per game uh, rushing. Uh, the running back core combined uh, for five touchdowns on the ground all season. Um, obviously, you're going to get that in a Tom Brady kind of offense, but I mean, man, you got to get more. You got to at least get double digits, right? I mean, that's, that's wild. Uh, Leonard Fournette led the way with three. Um, I think we talked about it. Well, actually, we didn't talk about it, but it came in the news earlier this week as well. Buccaneers firing, basically clearing house. I think that tells the story offensively. Very inconsistent. Some weeks looked great. Um, other weeks looked absolutely dreadful against teams that they should play better um, and and get a lot better results. Um, offensive line, man, I, so many people in and out, so many injuries, so many penalties. I think I mentioned a couple of times, uh, Donovan Smith, 74 accepted penalties on him this week or this season, just way too many, way, way too many. Um, as I mentioned, inconsistency with the running game, trying to get it Leonard Fournette involved, not getting the results, trying to maybe switch it with Rashad and then just constantly switching them in and out is not going to get any rhythm. Um, I thought the wide receiving core, I guess if there's a good, I thought they did pretty solid having two guys over a thousand yards. Um, I thought that definitely kind of helped um, with, uh, I believe it was um, uh, Godwin and uh, Evans who had the thousand yard um, seasons. Yeah. Um, but just definitely, and then um, I guess defensively, um, I think that at times that off the defensive line would get some good pressure. But kind of similar to uh, to Josh's uh, Dolphins, a lot of 
shaky performances in the secondary. Maybe not as necessarily as many injuries, but just really inconsistent play and performances that really allowed other teams to kind of still move the ball. Um, we'll see what uh, Tom Brady decides to do. I think that's going to dictate a lot as to the offense um, and possibly who they hire as an offensive coordinator, whether it's because Brady's still there, maybe he gets to say if they if he decides to retire, then maybe they'll go a different direction with an offensive coordinator. And then um, I don't remember their names right off the top of my head, and I probably should, but this, um, going into the season, they had two defensive coordinators, one who was going to manage the passing game as well as the running game. Um, both those guys are fired, so we'll see uh, where they go defensively, if they'll stick with one guy or they'll try the two-guy system again, which I kind of would hope that maybe they would stick with just one guy, but it is what it is. That's their decision. I feel I feel like one guy should have control of everything instead of dividing it into two. I just never – I didn't yeah. really like that. Yeah, coming from a team who had co-offensive coordinators a few years ago, I definitely think you would want just just one coordinator. Right. Sometimes more people isn't the option or uh, isn't the answer. Excuse me. So, um, lots of questions. Um, so similar to Josh's case, uh, making the playoffs and winning the division, I guess, kind of makes up for it a, a little bit. Um, but then them uh, not compete very well until late when the score was pretty well decided um, in the, that wild card game. Kind of made it a little bit disappointing, obviously, but it is what it is. Um, sometimes it that's what happens when you just try to force things to work. And you're like, yeah, they'll figure it out. And clearly it just didn't quite figure out and work out this year. But we'll see. Uh, try to add some guys maybe the offseason and the draft. But uh, we'll definitely find out more about where this team is headed uh, in the next handful of months. So, Yeah, perfect. That's some uh, that's good stuff, Tony. Uh, myself, honestly, with the, with the Buccaneers, I, I thought they would figure it out. I thought they would with Tom Brady. Me too. Me too. This kind of uh, <laughs> the, uh, disappointing result. But it's going to be interesting to see what they do. That's what the offseason is about. But um, I guess I'll take it over with the Vikings. I projected them to go uh, nine and eight, and they overachieved. <laughs> they went thirteen and four, and that massive stat of being eleven and zero in one score games in the regular season, um, I guess, uh, was kind of just the story of the season. Um, I kind of wrote a little mini book, if you want to call it, uh, on the Viking season. I guess that's just me uh, thinking it out in a little bit more of a scripted way. But uh, I'll start. I guess Kevin McConnell, as a first year head coach, took his team. The 13-4 record under first-year GM Kuisi Adoku Mensah, uh, Kevin O'Connell was brought in to right the ship, um, bring on, bring identity to the offensive yeah. leadership to the football team. Two things that the team was missing um, for for the last four to five years under Mike Zimmer. Uh, while the offense showed inconsistencies in the middle of the game um, with uh, poor execution, poor O-line protection, and play calling, uh, there are points in the beginning and end of games that made the offense seem really top tier, led by uh, obviously, Justin Jefferson, uh, KJ Osborne, and then the eventual addition of TJ Hawkinson. Um, so I would say that's the good part was the offense and uh, Justin Jefferson's season. Uh, there was a stat. I can go over some stats here. We had the fifth-ranked passing game in the league, um, but then flip side, we had the 27th-ranked rushing game, rush, rushing, um, I guess, efficiency uh, on offense. So two little <laughs> separate sides, uh, a good passing game and a weak running game. I guess that's what correlates into having average games or just poor performances in the second and third quarters because you ha you need to run the ball, and the Vikings weren't able to do that, although I thought they did have um, a good scheme in place. They just didn't execute, I guess, 
They were seventh in points, but a lot of those points came uh, in the air via Kirk Cousins. But moving on, I thought the special teams, kind of like Josh said, it's tough to kind of, you know, see how they did. But I, I think they did a great job. Um, obviously, I think it's time to draft a new kicker, but uh, the scheme in place for special teams, I thought it was unique. Uh, they ran a few fakes here and there, and I thought they covered kicks fairly well. But, um, yeah, other than that, that was probably all the good stuff I had to talk about for the Vikings. Um, and then we'll flip to the bad side. There was a glaring struggle that team had throughout the season, which was the defense uh, ranking last in pass defense, bottom 10 in blitz percentage and pass rush efficiency, a defense filled with veterans like Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith, and Daniil Hunter. Uh, it was just disappointing as a fan to watch teams gash us every single week. Uh, the inability to uh, generate pressure, play tight in coverage, and get turnovers on a consistent basis was really what kicked the tires on the season, and especially uh, towards the end of the season when we got eliminated against the Giants in the wild card round. Um, but, I mean, looking at the stats, we were last in passing yards allowed. Um, we were last in points allowed on defense, below average in the run game with points and um, yardage given up. Um, it was just, this, I guess, the opposite side of the spectrum when it comes to comparing passing game offense to uh, overall defense. It was just piss poor throughout the entire year, and uh, that's another reason why we were tight in games. We had 11-0. We had an 11-0 record in one-score games, which, uh, I mean, you, you can kind of see why. Our defense never really showed up to play the majority of the year. But with core players' contracts getting heavier, the light now turns to GM Kuisi as he'll have to try to make key decisions uh, whether to cut, restructure, or trade some of these top team earners, especially with JJ's contract extension potentially looming. Uh, I su suspect Kevin O'Connell's quarterback of the future to either be drafted this year or next, um, but a new defensive coordinator is also going to be needed um, as well as uh, they'll have to try to right the ship for, for the defense. And I'm hoping that we get uh, some guys uh, in the second year playing, I guess, the entire year, Booth, Seen, and uh, Caleb Evans, along with guys who did get some playing time, like uh, Brian Osamo, a guy I talk about all the time. But uh, it's definitely um, no longer a competitive rebuild. I think it's more going to be just a, a rebuild at this point. Um, and uh, the first year, Parker, we kind of talked about it, the first year of a new regime, it's kind of, you know, you don't really know where we want to go. And I think the second and third year is where you really see the direction of the team. Yeah, the off season's coming. I'm excited to see what we want to do, where we want to head. But uh, this year was definitely filled with a lot of ups, uh, a ton of downs, and at the end of the day, it was a disappointment. The typical Vikings way. Parker, <laughs> you had the Bears, and I think I have your prediction here. You had them going six and eleven, and they went, I think, three and fourteen, if I'm not mistaken. So I'll let you give one final recap of the Bears season. Put a little end to that. I mean, I feel like I wasn't too far off, right? Not far off at all, actually. Just three off, games. Right? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, this team, um, they used to that, that you guys were a, a top uh, passing team. This team, the complete opposite of that. Uh, number one in rushing uh, this season and dead last in passing. <laughs> so... We've seen a total opposite spectrum there. Um, and, I mean, I, I'm i pretty sure that we we averaged the least amount of passes thrown this season, which, I mean, are they trying to just save Justin Fields' life? I mean, like, in a way, they're just, like, trying to save his life, but they're going to throw him a run anyway. But, 
Uh, you know, we started off the season not knowing what was going to happen. Uh, we've seen this team get to a three and four record, a pretty competitive uh, team that that early in the season. I I honestly think that Ryan Pace was like, you know, Ryan Pace. Oh my God, I'm thinking uh, last year Ryan Poles. Ryan Poles. Oh. That's what they they should have never hired a guy that had the same name because people are gonna the same name, almost the same last name because people are gonna. There's yeah. a, now, but polls, he saw the team and he's like, nah, you know, I don't really want to, you know, be middle of the ground. I want to totally tank this team. And, you know, we've seen this team turn two starting uh, players from this team, um, Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn. Uh, Roquan Smith, you know, went on to thrive in, in Baltimore and you're good for him. He found his home. Uh, and the Bears, you know, probably saved, you know, $20 million um, on that there. Cause I, I think that, that, that like a a good linebacker is good, but uh, we have a lot more holes uh, that need to be fixed. That we can get good, you know, mediocre guys for a, a little bit less. You know, build a a, a team rather than just have one a uh, good player. Uh, but we've got we've got a lot of work to do. Uh, a, a revolving door of receivers this season, a revolving door of cornerbacks and defensive players uh, this season as well. Um, we kind of knew what was uh, what was going to happen uh, this season when you know we got to week nine or ten, and they were already mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. So uh, nothing, you know, had nothing new here. Uh, but the the future is bright. You know, Justin Fields, uh, a really good player. Uh, we've seen him scramble for a, a lot of uh, really crazy plays. Um, on, on two of your teams, uh, for sure, we, he, he had pretty good games against uh, the breakout game against Miami, uh, scrambled all around, set the NFL record for most uh, rushing yards in a game by a quarterback. And then in a wrong Sorry, game, he uh, ran uh, a 55-yard touchdown that got called back by a Rams uh, double agent, uh, Smith Marset, and then end of the game as well uh 22 to 29 the bears coming back uh there was like a, a minute and ch- some change left justin fields gets a nice pass out to the secret and uh gets stripped from behind and that 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 just about ended uh that but uh, he was driving down the field and he had a, he had a pretty good game didn't get a chance to play in the, in the second game uh would have broke the all-time record of rushing uh, on you guys, so that would have been that would have been a nice little uh, token there, but I didn't get that. But he finished second in the all-time rushing for a quarterback uh, category. So it's just it's kind of crazy to see a three a three and fourteen team lead the league in rushing yards, be the best rushing team, have a pretty good third down percentage, forty percent, thirteenth in the league. Um, I know Rob and you have talked about those crazy third down rushes that he has. Uh, we've seen it on display against the, the Patriots. I think uh, most of all, I mean, he had a third, a third and 14 play that I can remember uh, where he broke tackles from all four defensive linemen and scrambled Unbelievable. 17, 18 yards for a first down. And I think then and there after that, I, I kind of seen that. And I was like, I'm completely sold on this guy. Um, you know, We've got to get him some some weapons. We've we've really got him some weapons. Dante Pettis is not going to cut it. <laughs> uh, sorry, Donald. Yeah, no. Some good catches this year, but 
he's not going to cut it. Chase Claypool, I'm sorry, but he's not going to cut it. Like, that trade was it. He could be on the team, but, you know, he could be, like, third string or whatever. Like, that's fine. But we need to go out. We need to get a guy. We need to get a DeAndre Hopkins. We need to get a, a dude. We need to build this offensive line. Uh, Braxis uh, was also a key spot on this team. Uh, he was named to the all-rookie team uh, this year for PFF, so that's, that's uh, good to see. But we hit on a pick. Uh, I really think he could be a, a starter uh, for for years to come. So that just lessens the the need for a a offensive lineman that we need to look for this uh, this off season, uh, which we have the money to to do so. I think they're going to build this team um, defensively first, and uh, you know see what they can do there. Uh, maybe hit a, a big trade, but you know I'm not going to get into all that uh, right now. But yeah, this season, a lot of disappointments, not really unexpected. So I guess I wasn't disappointed, rather rather happy that we actually tanked the right way and, you know, seen my quarterback thrive at the same time um, and not die. Uh, so that's an important thing. Uh, not too many injuries. I know we've seen, actually, I take that back. We had a lot of injuries uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Guys were in and out every week. Um, my guy... Eddie Jackson, I think he tore a ligament in his leg. He actually was like fourth in the league in interceptions or something like that. So um, I think he had a really stellar season up to when he got hurt. Jaquan Brisker, another high point. Uh, Kyler Garden. So we've got some some pieces on defense uh, that you know we can uh, you know look forward to uh, years to come. So um, a, lo- a lot to build on, but uh, it pretty much went about how I, how I expected it would go. Um, Justin Fields looked good. Uh, the offense got to figure some things out play calling wise. I think uh, they got a little bit too cute uh, in certain times, but um, I think that'll all pan itself out. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with this number and overall pick. And I know we'll be talking about that for freaking two months, three months until the uh, day comes around or until they trade that pick. So we'll have to see. Yeah, and we can be done talking about our teams and the disappointment of this year. So um, we'll move on to, yeah, we'll move on to some of the teams that kind of deserve it at this point. Um, We'll get into the predictions. We have the conference championships uh, this coming weekend. We'll start with Sunday. They're both on Sunday, but um, starting at 2 o'clock, we have the Niners visiting the Eagles uh, in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is two-and-a-half-point favorites. But before I get to that, sorry, real quick, I'll go over our picks. Um, Parker, you're the lonely dog down there. You had one. Um, Josh and Tony, you guys both swept the week with four points. No incorrect mix. Let's go. You them, yeah, you guys got them all right. Um, nice. And I had two. <laughs> so uh, one, two, and then four. Um, moving on, we have, the, like I said, the Niners and Eagles. Eagles favored to win by two and a half. Uh, Parker, what do you pick here? Oh, my goodness. This game is the well, – the, both these games are good, but uh, I, I think – I think I'm going to take the Eagles uh, minus two and a half in this one. This one's tricky for me, man. This, <laughs> this is so tough because, is. you know, which side note, I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it before. Eagles still have been favorited in every game this season except for that Cowboys game where they started Minshew Mania uh, when Jalen Hurts was injured. So, um, 
this was just tricky to me, man, because I feel like <laughs> I don't know further stuff. They're both just such good teams. It's it's yeah. so tricky. Good offense with the Eagles versus a you know a really good defense with the Niners. I man, um, mm. I mean, I, I'm gonna take the Eagles. Um, uh, it's tough though. Brock Purdy's gonna look like a rookie at some point, right? No, fighting through this one, Josh. You're fighting through it, buddy. If I say it every week, eventually I'll be right. I, I hope. <laughs> he kind of did last week, but back to the uh, no BCV this weekend, guys. Come on. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take the crazy route. I'm gonna take the 49ers plus two and a half on the road. Uh, 11 game win streak or 12 game win streak. It's no shot that they're here. We kind of expected this after they kind of got on their run and their defense found their stuff. I thought, I think that they're going to get enough pressure. We've seen what happens when uh, Jalen gets some uh, some pressure in his face. He's kind of a little bit like uh, Josh um, Allen in uh, Buffalo. He kind of struggles a lot. Um, and I, I think uh, George Kittle will be a big player in Debo Samuel as well uh, out on the edge. So I'll take the 49ers plus two and a half to win. How about you, Ron? Man, this is this is tough. These are two juggernauts going at it. Um, yeah, they... Because I can see the scheme of the Niners going into Philadelphia, uh, taking over, but at the same time, no one goes to Philadelphia and takes over that easy. Um, man, this is tough. I'm going to take... Heineke did it. <laughs> Taylor Heineke found a way to do it. I have no idea. I don't know, <laughs> I know right? That's that was crazy. a weird game. Keep yeah, him on the side. Weird. That was a Thursday night game, too, wasn't it? Monday. I think it was Monday. Yeah, it was Monday. Monday. Uh, it was probably. Yeah. I'll I'll take I'll take Philadelphia here. Um and to change things up, we'll we'll go backwards for um the Bengals and the Chiefs. So Ooh. uh introducing this one, this is Sunday night, uh five thirty tickets as low as two hundred and thirty three dollars. We have the Bengals visiting the Chiefs. And then the Bengals being favorited to win by one and a half. Um, both over-unders, both games are fairly kind of similar. Um, 46 for the Eagles and Niners. And for this one, for the Chiefs and Bengals, 47. Um, but I'll go first. Cincinnati, uh, one and a half point favorites on the road. I will go ahead and take Cincinnati. Um, I'm done with betting against uh, the Bengals. Um, I'm going to be on their side. And I don't know if I'll bring my Minnesota bad luck to them, but we'll see. I'm taking the Bengals. Tony, <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I'm I'm taking the guy with number nine on the team. I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals as well. Um, he's really become a, a favorite quarterback of mine the last couple of years. Um, I'm I've been a I've, I've really been uh, wanting to see him do well, and he's been doing a really solid job. And as Parker mentioned earlier, Jamar Chase just man oh man when when the games get big, he finds a way to step up. And and Hayden uh, Hurst has been a really solid option. Man, that offensive line we talked about them having issues. They they stepped up last week, and it's going to be tough, but I think they'll find a way to get it. So I'll take Cincinnati minus one and a half on the road as well. How about you, Josh? Yeah, um, I'm I'm pretty easily leaning towards uh, Cincinnati in this one. I do think it is interesting that the Chiefs opened as the favorites, right? Uh, and the line has swung uh, to Cincinnati. I don't know if that's because they they know something about you know, Mahomes injury status, even though we know he's playing. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's surprising the turnaround Clemson fans have done on Joe Burrow a, uh, after 
what he did in 2019 at LSU. But he's like such a cool dude, you know? It's yes. You, when you talk about quarterbacks, man, like he has the id factor, you know? Like, like I, I would say he's not the most physically talented quarterback in the league, but like he's got the the id factor, you know? Um, so it feels like he's a pretty easy guy to root for. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna take the uh, Bengals in this one. Parker, what you got? Mm. <laughs> All right, you guys. This is gonna be one one easy one. You guys ready? Uh oh. Oh my gosh. Jamar <laughs> We got a yeah guys sweep. How about that? Oh my gosh. Parker pulling out his inner league corso. That <laughs> a boy. I like it. So a yeah guys sweep in the divisional in the sorry in the conference round. Go back to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Go back to the Super Bowl. Man, okay. Okay, I, I see it. I see it. All right. Well, I guess we can Parker, start with you if you have any uh, final thoughts on the week before we uh, head off here. Uh, just looking forward to some, some hopefully some good games after, uh, you know, honestly, the lack of that was last week. And as I voiced to you, um, last year's divisional playoffs, if you guys go back and look at those, um, were some of the best games in the history of the league. Uh, fast forward to this year's playoffs. Um, haven't seen, honestly, haven't seen that great a competition um, thus far. I know we've seen some close games, but we've also seen some kind of boring games uh, that like Eagles-Giants game last weekend, rather boring, unless you're a fan of both teams. But you hear 38-7, to 7, I mean, right. Uh, revision of game. I know Rob knows a, a, a lot about that. I mean, you're sitting in the second half just, waiting for the game to be over um oh, and that uh yeah just hopefully we can get some good games please please football guys give us some good games and rest don't 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 mess anything up nice yeah um i th- uh as far as these games go i feel like this on pain for this is this feels like the best matchup we we could have came up with uh it's a combination of just talented teams. They're also hot at the right time. Uh, so on paper, it looks like they'll be, you know, pretty good matchups. I mean, also evidenced by the spread. The, the spreads are all within three points, right? So even Vegas expects it to be close. Um, but um, honestly, I think Parker kind of hit on it. Uh, you know, now that like now that uh, my team is out, I'm kind of excited to get into the offseason news and the. The Lamar Jackson Swede Stakes and then Aaron Rodgers and you know just all like all the off season stuff in general. Um, I want to don't get me wrong. I want to enjoy the football that we do have while it's still around for a little bit. But it uh, it is kind of fun to to start the speculation early. So Tony, what you got? Definitely, yeah. I'm I'm gonna be uh, zoned in on these games this weekend. Um, definitely gonna be rooting for Joe Burrow. Um, Honestly, as I mentioned, if you haven't heard me cheering him on enough already, Jesus Christ! But uh, yeah, he's he's uh, he's a big player for me. Uh, it'll be interesting to see Mahomes and and what he's able to do with that ankle. Um, and then also, I'm really intrigued to see uh, the two defenses in the San Francisco Philly game. I think we've talked a lot this year about the 49ers being really solid. Um, and then also, I mean, 
coincidentally, we've seen the eight, the Eagles be very solid as well, evidenced by their last game. Um, just forcing a lot of pressure and being really solid. Yeah, he's, he's done for the season, Perk. You can put him away. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, really excited to see these games. And, uh, well, hey, next time we talk, we'll, uh, we'll have a Super Bowl matchup for, uh, for the, for the season. You got anything, Rob? Yeah. I mean, kind of just like what happens every year when you're watching these teams play in the championship and then you, you're watching them play in the Super Bowl. I just look back. I'm just like, wow, we are, we're, we're far off, man. <laughs> There's a lot of things that teams can, uh, do to, to heal, you know, bad football. A lot of it goes to the quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. Jalen Hurts and apparently B B C B all uh putting band-aids on any any wrongdoings of their teams. So um man, I wish it's gonna be us in the next coming years, but I will not uh count on it at all. So that's all I had. <laughs> Ending it on a bit of a disappointing note. Oh, that's so sad. All right. Well, guys, <laughs> on the next episode. Thank you very much for watching and listening. Bye bye. I'm a sad Vikings fan.